0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: hello and welcome to another edition of the Scoutcast from fancy football scout my name is joe my name is andy and uh, my name is Seb. We, we, we had some technical issues just before we came on air we sort of lost Andy to the Yeovil um, horse-powered <laughs> yeah, uh, broadband connection but but I think we're up to speed now and we uh, hope hopefully um, we can keep Andy with us. Um, uh, welcome back Seb um, it's been a little while um, and um, I know that you've been rather busy so sort of catching up on FPL yourself but um, oh yeah i have i have nothing interesting to say at all I'm just here for the uh, for you two. okay but that may be a good thing because um, game week 26 was sort of a sort of um, year zero of uh, F- of fpl we sort of entered a new uh, round with lots of chips going around and in particular this week there's some free hit chips so this is this uh, it's sort of aimed for them and aim for those who are aren't free hit hitting but also to see what they're up against um andy what is coming up on the show
2: uh yeah before i say that can i just uh double check so seb you've you've now got the best rank out of all three of us have you been waiting this long just <laughs> to make sure i mean i think i might have had the best
3: rank give or take during my uh, you were ahead of me last week right no don't really but it's like, been it's yeah. been a yeah, was, while yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been <laughs> a while so, um, I mean not on purpose but it's just uh, happened to fall that
1: way how convenient anyway I was going to say this is the modern equivalent of uh, Granville's council meetings where where he slipped behind me and Mark and suddenly there was a council meeting and and yeah. suddenly <laughs> if he was had a really good game week oh that, that meeting was cancelled <laughs> I mean, I mean,
3: this week's not over yet, though, so
2: right? probably shouldn't probably shouldn't be counting any uh, exactly. FPL chickens. Um, so this week, then, we are going to be doing a quick recap of game week twenty six so far. Obviously, it's only halfway through because we've got quite a few uh, teams that are going to be playing their second fixture midweek. Uh, we're going to have a look at our remaining chip strategies and kind of players that we could buy if you know, uh, depending on the chip strategy that you were on. There's loads of free hits taking place. We're going to be talking about what we think is probably going to be the best squad if you are using your free hit this week we're also going to be looking at differentials for game week 27 because there are a lot of people that aren't on free hits in game week 27 so what players can they bring in what players can free hitters bring in that are going to give you that little bit of an edge on your opponent um and then we're also going to have a look at our community team and do some quick fire questions at the end as well so we've got quite a big week this week i would say okay
1: right let's have a quick recap on game week 26 so far this, this will give us a chance to sort of explain what we're doing with chips and what we've got left and how the uh, next few game weeks will pan out for us so Seb you um, have the honour of going first with 65 points could you uh, explain uh, what your team is and I, I believe this was a freshly wild team
3: yeah yeah this was um originally i don't even remember what my original plan was um but obviously we got that news on the friday afternoon whenever it was and i had some time so i read it and read it again and read it 300 more times and then put a wild card together which is pretty standard i guess for most most people that did i think that's going to be a pattern of what we talk about tonight there's a lot of similarities between people taking similar strategies for obvious reasons. I don't think that's a bad thing, but you know my stance on like, you know, differentials and whatnot. So my team, as it stands at the moment, halfway through a week, so nothing, nothing too important yet, is fostering Goal with six points. Uh, Trent and Robbo at the back with the zero that everyone got. Uh, I was actually really disappointed that I missed the Robbo being rested or on the benched news at the last minute and was like, oh, I really wish I got Van Dyke. then turns out it basically made no difference so that was fortunate
1: and and you've got robertson in your team who's
3: exactly i'd rather have him long term i would i would have made that move at the last minute if had i seen it so i got a bit fortunate there uh kieran Tierney at the back with samedo salah captain not triple of course but i'm not too worried about that i think triple captain salah this week is basically the best triple captain opportunity we've ever had and that's what i was on until the wildcard came up which made a lot more sense for my team and navigating the coming weeks and I feel like we're getting away with it so far. So one goal against Norwich is basically the minimum. Although he looked like he could have got so much more. So I'm terrified for Leeds for two different reasons. But if I get away with like what him scoring, say, what has he got so far, ten points. If he goes and adds even another twenty to that, triple captain captainers it almost feels like they get triple or double, you know, a normal captain to score. But they don't. They get fifty percent or thirty-three percent, depending on your perspective, more. So it's not really that bad, considering my wild card was about 40 points worth of hits. Obviously I wouldn't have made all those moves. Salah would have to do something ridiculous to make that have been the better move. So I'm pretty chill about having Salah non-triple, even though I would have loved to take that opportunity. Uh, the rest of the midfield is Son, Rufina and Saka. Lacazette and Jimenez up front with Dabrovka, Coutinho, Lucadine and Broja on the bench.
1: Okay, I mean as we were saying before, well, there. The thing I'm most impressed with this wild card is the Bravka, <laughs> because Newcastle have a couple of um, uh, doubles coming up. He's a he's a good keeper in an improving side. That if they do keep a clean sheet, chances are he's going to get some bonus, um, and he's a bit of a differential. Um, so um, the the rest of it was sort of sort of what non carders and wild carders have got you know understandably they're very sensible but yeah it was Dubravka I quite liked and I wonder how many might be getting Dubravka in in the next few weeks or so the
3: Foster and Dubravka move was simply I originally was on SAR and one of the other two I forget like many people someone on Twitter and I forget who so I'm so sorry but pointed out like why don't you go for Foster and Dubravka? and my initial response was nah that sounds silly and then I looked at it and they rotate decently, which I'm not normally a fan of rotating keepers, but considering the benefits it brings now. Um, and while I think SAR will outscore, well, one of them, whichever one you probably pick till the end of the season, having that rotation was satisfactory. And then actually over these next couple of weeks, they do a really good job of filling in those doubles mm. and what have you, and save a bit of money, which I have aside to bring in a Chelsea defender yeah. if or when that happens. So yeah. it worked out
1: for me. It's good. And also Foster and Dubravka sounds like an excellent cop show featuring an australian um with a polish um <laughs> um goalkeeper no policeman um yeah sounds good um yeah this is good so raining chips what have you got left and when are you going to use them
3: uh, i am free hitting this week which i guess we'll talk about later i then have the triple captain obviously which will probably be 28 give or take and then i have another free hit which will be maybe 33 36 obviously the wild card has set me up for 30 as well so i don't need to worry about okay that.
1: Yeah, indeed. Yeah, all oh, looks looks set up on paper, that is. <laughs> um so, and your next um sixty two points. Um, and take us through your team and sort of what you did and um and it's good to see a lovely triple captain on Salah there.
2: Yeah, so I while carded two weeks ago uh with the idea that I didn't like my team, I didn't think my team was very well set up for the potential doubles that were coming up. So I obviously while kind before we knew about these doubles that were coming up after game week 27 and I went into it thinking I want to load up on triple Liverpool triple Arsenal no I'm going to free hit in game week 27 so I already had that in my head two three weeks ago anyway um, and then make sure that I because I, I, th- I was pretty sure Arsenal were going to have doubles after that and I knew Liverpool would anyway so I wanted to try and try and capitalize on that and obviously now maybe the kind of impact has been lessened a little bit because a lot of people have done the same thing but I was very happy. I had a 20K green arrow last week going into this week. And this week, I've got a little bit of a green arrow as well. So it's kind of worked fairly well for me. There's a few differences I would have made. But um, I've got Ramsdale in goal, Trent, Cancello, Robertson, Dean, and eight Norrie at the back. I played five at the back this week. Um, Salah, triple captain, Bowen, Saka, Ramsey, Kane, Oh, what a game that was. Loved watching mm. that game with Kane up top. Uh, yeah, one of, one, of the on big, one of the
1: performances of the season, wasn't it, really?
2: Oh, it was so good. It was literally like he was, every time he did something well, it was like he was looking at Pep going, that was good, wasn't it? That was good, Pep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it was great to watch. So I just kept thinking, I've, it's been a while since I've seen a player that motivated to do well in a game. Like, he just looks so good all game. Um, Sanchez and Ramso, I'm happy owning for the rest of the season now in terms of they're going to rotate really well but obviously i might want to change that if considering all the doubles coming up soon but um yeah i'm very happy free hitting this week as well like was the plan anyway um feel really good about owning martinelli after the blank i feel like a lot of people will be on Mm -hmm. double arsenal defense whereas martinelli is probably going to be the forgotten man you know people are talking about esr playing up front but i feel like martinelli could be that man as well so um yeah no feeling all right actually i feel like i'm quite well primed for the doubles that are coming up too uh, so yeah, fairly happy.
1: So I'm I'm in a generous mood because you, you, uh, usually in, in Scoutcast history, wildcards are a, a, are a time to have, have a pop at each other. But I'm in a I've been a complimentary mood, so I've complimented Seb on his Debravka move, and I will compliment you for slightly some different reason, <laughs> and that's actually for wildcarding two weeks ago, because what you've done there is yeah. you have kept the splendid single game week players in Cancelo and Bowen who aren't in many yeah. wildcard teams. And yes, they blank, but I watched um, the, both those games and, whoa, the Cancelo, um, oh. uh, that was that was a haul. <laughs> in my head, yeah. that was a haul. He, he looked so impressive and so on it. And there was at least three absolutely incredible shots he did. Um, Bowen too. I thought, you know, West Ham are slightly on the wane, but... Bowen was always there. If you look, watch him when he's not on the ball. He's always hovering around the box, always waiting. And um, luckily, you know, we, we see the likes of Cresswell um, getting. I think he it was him that fired in the ball to um, to Dawson. But it was good to see um, you know the likes of, of Cresswell firing uh, shots in, and Bowen is there ready and waiting. So um, different compliment there. So yeah very impressive yeah, I like it. What's, what's your chips strategy so far what have you got left and when are you going to use them
2: yeah so obviously wildcard's gone now uh, but I feel good about that that's fine uh, free hit this week uh, I will be doing bench boost in 28 or 29 and then um, ride it through game week 30 because I've already have. I think I've already got six anyway uh, and if I can get to eight, nine I think that's absolutely yeah. fine uh, and then do the last free hit in game week 35, 36 whichever one's a big double yeah. so uh, yeah yes
1: indeed so I'm, I'm slightly different i've used a free hit already so i've only got one left um so i took a couple of hits uh, my my team is obviously sort of a bit old-fashioned now got the double watford um strike force um so i've got 67 points but i took an eight point uh, hit to get that so i'm on 59 um but a triple captain salah um so i've got uh, ramsdale robertson Cancelo, alexander arnold um, Saka, Bowen, Fernandez, uh, lovely 12 points there. Salah, I decided to play Martinelli because I quite fancied the idea of Martinelli playing against Wolves and see how it goes, um, especially because my bench is a bit pants. <laughs> I've got King and Dennis with a surprise nine points. Um, and then on my bench, poor bench, um, Watkins, Steele, Diop and Livramento's 12 points. So I am... After the scout casts is finished, I'm going around Alexander Arnold's house and um, just lightly imprisoning him for a couple of days or so.
2: <laughs> I wonder where you were
1: going to go with that. <laughs> I'm not going to do not, not, I'm not, not, to not sure that. you should be admitting that. Yeah. Nice. Like, yeah. like, not, lightly not imprison him for a couple of days and prevent him playing, <laughs> taking to the pitch. Um, but no, I'm, I'm resigned to that. That's just, you know... I'm, I can live with it. I can accept it. And the good thing is I've got Livermento in my side. <laughs> so he's going to be quite handy for Southampton's double, hopefully. Um, and just a good cheap player. Anyway, so, um, yeah, with with this team here, I was, um, pref- who was new in? Um, I got Ramsdale in for De Gea. I got Saka in for Jota. And I got Robertson in for Reguilf. So I'm net two points up so far, but with Robertson, Ramsdale and Saka still to go. So I'm going to be going to be up quite a bit on that. That's net um, gain on those, that, those hits. Um, so I was looking at um, a situation whereby game week 27, I needed to, um, I was going to free hit anyway, because the team was looking really bad for game 27. And there's significant upside, I think. With the likes of City, Spurs, you know, all on without, and indeed Burnley's double as well. So I was without all of these types of players. Um, I didn't necessarily want Burnley a lot, um, and so I thought, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna load up on Liverpool and Arsenal, two teams I really quite like for the for this duration. Like like both of you have the wild carders in different times. So um, yeah, this is me, I'm, and so I'm a bit unusual. I'm gonna free hit in twenty seven, um, and uh, so I've already pressed the button on that. Um, and I'm probably not going to wild card until, if I can, hopefully after thirty. So I'm going to look at. I look at a lot of people are free hitting gaming thirty. But I looked at the fixtures in twenty seven, and the array of amazing games and and players. And I looked at thirty and I thought, oh, <laughs> Villa Leeds. Mm. <laughs> so um, it's not quite City and Spurs etc. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed. Um, and 28-29 I think I'm okay with I think I've got four or five Um, I'm gonna I've got some targets we'll talk about them later but Broja, Son and a Chelsea defender I think are my targets um, Have you
3: Have you got your bench boost did you say sorry and I've still got my
1: bench boost which I'm probably not so, going to use until after 30 anyway um, oh, Okay so you'll
3: use that after a wild card that Yeah I'm not
1: particularly Good. Um, no I'm not I'm not going to spend hits and rip up to, yeah. to, to and I don't think I'm ever really gonna bench Bowen. Um, so I'm happy to play them. So anyway, that's probably me just trying to make um, something good out of something bad. But, but I think I mean, it's... I wouldn't be surprised if you came out the best of the
3: three of us just from this situation, cause you've got a decent team there, mm. you're free hit 27. Mm. And then I guess, cause you spent what, eight points to get this team? I mm. reckon I'm gonna need six transfers, mm. four of which will be free between say now and 31. My team is set up perfectly for mm. 28 for the bench boost. I don't need anything there. And I basically can't cause I'm using the free hit. Um, And then 30, it's it's well set up as well. But then it's poorly set up for when you're wildcard. So Mm. I need to make about six transfers, which is fine. It will change half the team Mm. and that's all good. But I reckon there's every chance you'll come out slightly ahead of me in terms of, you know, net point gain over this period.
1: Um, I mean, as you can see with my rank at the moment, it's about 163. It's been like going between 100 and 200 for for a few weeks now. Um, If I can end this run, get to game week 30, somewhere around 100k... Um, then I'd be okay because I've got the wild card and the bench boost in hand I can start attacking I can invest a bit more in some single game week players I can look at the likes of City Chelsea Leicester Um, yeah we'll see but we don't know what's going to happen because already some players you know might be dropped or so so for a while Livermento was looking bad now he's perhaps looking better again and you know it goes in waves doesn't it We, we don't quite know and like Villa um you know i was quite keen to invest in villa but i don't know now <laughs> i don't know what kind of team they are really are they are they a terrible team or a good team hard to tell um shall we have a look at the next four fixtures and then so what we're going to do is we're not going to alienate people who aren't free hitting. We're going to talk about the best players in general for Game 27, and we've got loads of other tables as well. Before I do that, I want to welcome uh, those that joined us in the live chat. Um, now I'm going to I can't I can't mention all of you because there's nearly 500 of you, but FPL Gaza, FPL SWAT, G Wiz, um, FPL Gaza. He he made an excellent um, uh, video of me and Andy singing uh, earlier. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Uh, Oh, hello there. Um, Sofa, I believe, hopefully. Uh, Paul, uh, Christian, Michael, um, Bernardo, who was in the captain chat. Welcome, Bernardo. Uh, Ritam, Daniel, uh, Shane, uh, Neil, Andy, um, Mina. I can't scroll up anymore. Thanks so much for joining us. Do press that like button. Um, Do subscribe if you haven't already. And thanks so much for joining us. Let's have a look at the next four fixtures. Okay, right. So hopefully um, you've got that in the. You two have got these in the notes and also um, appearing in your screen now. But I'll, I'll just quickly run through the key points and then I'll let you two have a have a have a look at them as well. So it's Newcastle our top, which is why I like Seb's Debravka move. Uh, they got Brentford and then a double double Brighton, Southampton, Chelsea, Everton, and then Crystal Palace in game week. Well, probably not Crystal Palace in game week 30, but nevertheless. Um, they, they've got very good fixtures. Southampton, great fixtures. Norwich, Villa, Newcastle, double. And then they've got Watford. And they could play Burnley in game week 30. That could be on. Wolves also looking like a good team to invest in. And Tottenham, uh, which is why I'm keen on getting Son in. And then further down, Manchester United, West Ham, um, Liverpool, not looking so good um, at the moment. But it's Liverpool. <laughs> They're pretty good. Salad's pretty good. So I'm not quite sure whether fixtures mean much to them and Crystal Palace is down there but yeah looking at next four fixtures with your with your plans in mind um yeah Seb what what, what are you thinking about these you you feel happy with your wild card now your your hurried wild card that's ended up being really good on a Friday night that's such a backhanded compliment <laughs> your hurried <laughs> wild card, just a rubbish wild card. Well, yeah. <laughs> no you're very uh, good
3: no, wild- wo- yeah no wonder you're back this week Seb <laughs> um yeah, I mean, when I was, I was using this tool, actually, when I was building my wildcard and I ordered, I think I loaded up to about week 32, and then I ordered by fixture difficulty in 28, rather than like overall, I mean, obviously it looked at overall for a start and we know it's got the doubles, but the thing that really, and my wildcard isn't that different to everyone else's, so I think everyone else did the same, right, but the thing that really made my wildcard what it is, is I needed to make sure I had the relevant players from the relevant teams in 28, so that's what I really focused on. And then I was happy. I kept an eye on 31 and 32, but I was happy from, you know, 30 plus onwards to basically ignore it. Because I know that over this period, I'm using free hit, bench boost, triple captain. I've got the good players from the good teams for this period. Sure, there might be transfers or injuries, but that's the same for everyone. So if I can, I will save, well, you can only save two transfers, but as many as I can in a little mm. while. And then, like I said, I need about six, I think, roughly, depending on a few things, after thirty. So I wanted to get as many as possible from this period, especially twenty-eight. so I could use the bench boost, and then maybe do you know two transfers, two transfers in a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of weeks in a row, and then see where I was at.
1: Okay, yeah, it's looking good. Um, any any reg- any re- regrets? Do you think? I mean, just the way the games. Oh yeah, are I've, out, um... I've got I've got I've got a good one for you. I oh, uh, I talked I talked
3: down Burnley so very much, so very much. Oh. Um, and then they went and did rather well, didn't they? And yeah. Faircourse got a yeah. goal and assist, has a fixture mm. left. He's in my free hit team. So he's not captain, yeah. but he's in my free hit team. But um, yeah, I arguably maybe should have got in hindsight him over say yeah. Jimenez. But I prefer Jimenez in the longer, well, medium term. Yeah. And the reason I wasn't bothered about Burnley for me personally is because in their other double in 27, I can just free hit them in. So I effectively would only have them for this first one. And then obviously slightly longer term and i didn't really think the net game was there so i ignored them mm-hmm. and then talked them down on publicly on twitter because it felt a bit like one of those yeah. I, mu- I must get a, i must get players from a double in my team and burnley are terrible so i thought it would be a trap but it turns out i got trapped instead
1: no i mean i i mean i only didn't because i just i just wanted them for 27 i didn't really i mean i sort of agree with you i don't really want burnley players <laughs> in my team when when you've got like liverpool and spurs and arsenal players um, yeah, Andy, Looking at the next
2: four. You, you're happy with your decision to
1: wildcard a couple of weeks ago? You feel content?
2: I, I, yeah, I am. I, I think it was one of those things as well, where game week 30 was the big one with that blank game week. And if anybody's used a free hit or if anybody has no free hits left, even with two free hits left, you're looking at game week 30 and thinking, is that really the week I want to be free hitting in? Like there's potentially only going to be, you know, three fixtures in that game week. I think there's a 20% chance there might be where might be another uh, fixture in it. And you just look at it and think, I don't see much upside for the free hit there. So I'm glad that a lot of the players I got in, have now already got six for that game week, because it means that even if I don't add any more to that, mm. even six is okay in a uh, blank game week, as long as you've got those players that you can captain and are going to be those mainly owned players. So, I mean, I'm looking at it now, and obviously game week 30 there, because it's all still not official obviously we don't have the blanks in there but i'm looking at those teams there that i would be trying to be targeting if i wasn't on a free hit and you've got wolves obviously a massive especially those wolves defenders mm. you wouldn't be that annoyed owning sat and a defender and obviously they've got a uh, l- lovely fixtures and then a-, a fixture in game week 30 as well Leeds is the other one Leeds is quite an interesting mm. one obviously rafinha is going through a lot of weird things would be ulcer at the moment but i'm assuming he's going to be playing a bit more moving forward and obviously they have a, a fixture as well villa we've already mentioned they've got nice fixtures mm. and they've got a double game week and they've got a fixture in 30 so i think even though they haven't shone recently and they've been going through a little bit of a, a lull after Gerard's appointment i think you've still got to target their players like ramsey i've t- yes. spoken about him so much as the perfect mm. uh midfielder there um and then Arsenal. Arsenal's the other one. You know they've got a double coming up. Obviously they got a blank this week. But if you've got those Arsenal players, you can't be selling them because they've no. got that fixture in game week thirty as well. So I think based on this one we've got here, we know roughly who's going to be playing in game week thirty. And if you're not free hitting, you've got to try and keep those players in for yeah. free for thirty unless you're free hitting in that week. Um, and that's the main thing I'm looking at there when I'm looking at it. The other thing as well, although they're not playing in game week thirty. Southampton, their fixtures, they, they're one of the form teams at the mm. moment. Their fixtures are gorgeous. And when you look at the fact that they've got players in every position that I'd like to own, you know, there's defenders I'd like to own, there's Ward Prowse, there's Armstrong's looking good and then you've got Brozier up front as well. Even Shea Adams is starting to look good as well. I think they are a team that yeah. we need to start having a look at and start getting in as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm eyeing up Brozier and I think I'll remove Josh King I have Wally Watkins, so I could remove him for that. Um, but once again, that's the thing with Villa at the moment. So Watkins was was benched for Ings and that didn't really work out. Um, so I'm expecting him to be back again. Um, and then just to see what, what, what sort of team Villa end up being. But I agree, Ramsey's, Ramsey's such good value and he plays um, and can get a double digit haul um, on occasions. Um, but yeah, I look at that and it, yeah, the same thing with Game Week thirty. It's I just thought yeah, so these are these are the definites and, and the possibles. So Villa Arsenal is definitely on. So if you got three Arsenal, great. Um uh, Leeds Wolves, so I mean I don't know about a Wolves defender for that because Leeds could score, and I don't know about a Leeds attacker because Wolves can defend really well. so I do not I c I don't I can't really call that game. Um Brentford Leicester <laughs> Once again, I mean, I don't know. It's Brentford at home as well, so I just don't know. Southampton-Burnley is a possible to go in. I hope it does, um, especially as I've, I've got Livermento. An absolute outside chance Spurs and West Ham will go ahead. Mm. Um, but that's absolute. That I mean, crazy things have got to happen for that too.
2: Um, you you mentioned Leicester there, by the way. If you do invest in Game Week 30 in Leicester, they then got about 11 games yeah, to fit yeah. in about eight yeah. game weeks. So... If you want to go in on and then, I'm pretty sure people wildcard in 31 will have at least double Leicester in their team, I would have thought. Yeah,
3: please, I, just get, please get the attackers, not yeah, the defenders. I, I, thing, I'm oh, top, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will be getting
1: a couple of Leicester players in, I imagine, well, at least one. And I possibly yeah. might go early in game week 30 because, as you said, um, I, th- I think Brentford will see, but I, once again, I don't know. I mean, these are hard to call games. And, and well, as, I, as I said at the beginning, with my free hit, my solitary free hit, looking at game week 27 games... And players and, and what we've just talked about here in game 30 and it just it doesn't really compare um but um, nevertheless um some planning to go ahead for let's have a look at game week 27 best players so what i've done here um i've stripped out arsenal liverpool and chelsea who uh blank Um, And so these are the best um, players in terms of expected goal involvement. So these are the sorts of players you'd be thinking of getting in on a free hit or just making transfers. Or if you're already in your team, you can sit smugly at them. Um, So these are the best game week 27 players expected goal involvement. Last four matches. Raheem Sterling and Mahrez are doing very well. Sterling, um, well over three goals expected to be involved in. Same with Mahrez, Um, Sancho and Manchester United, who's quietly doing ever so well and is a really good differential, I think, um, for this game week. Um, Son, it's just ticking over. Son's great, isn't he? I really want, he's probably my number one target. I just want (laughs) for the rest of the season Um, because we saw he got 10 points. That's what he does. He can, he can, he can either surpass or match Kane. Um, Next we've got Tony. We've got Kane himself just below three goals expected to be involved in. Foden just under three. Ronaldo who's going to make an appearance a bit later on the goals imminent table. Um, Raul Jimenez who is ticking along nicely. He He missed the five points again Um, but you know not to be sniffed at. (laughs) And then Bruno Fernandes who um, expected to be involved in over over two goals and um, yeah. I was very pleased he did well for me on uh, Sunday I think they played um, because that yeah they turned a red arrow to a green arrow just like that so yeah looking at these 27 players which which of these are you uh, before we look at your your squads for 27 uh, which of these are you looking to to get in and do you like go on Seb
3: (laughs) cheers mate Um, I get I mean the obvious one here is there's a few we're going to have City we're going to have Spurs so it's less about whether you have those players and which you choose from. So I think an interesting thing to put alongside this would be like you know, expected minutes of players. Mm. So Kevin De Bruyne, probably up there for City, doesn't mm. appear on here and he's probably too pricey for people. Mares didn't start last week. And there's a few people on Twitter who put out some you know, brilliant, brilliant lineups. Mm. Um, I forget, is it, um, I think- yeah, Luke, and I think is it Emma as well who put out yeah. like the sort of aggregated yeah. one, which are really, really worth yeah. looking at. And it's Anna They're, as
1: well? She does that kind of thing as well. I'll oh, I may have got a name like, wrong.
3: Yeah. Sorry, but yeah, no, um, both of them. Oh, okay, but yeah, like I mean, that's as close as we're going to get to knowing, right? You know, you can guess or you can use people who have got it right in the past. So I think I expect Mario's to be predicted to start, and so I really like that. We know that over a period of time, his per ninety numbers are fabulous, and he'll have penalties too, which helps. Penalties probably are why I might go Fernandes over Sancho. I will only have one of them. I will go for two city mids. Uh, otherwise, I would have picked Sancho. Sancho. Um, but possibly because I think, given that their chances in this match are reasonably equal, um, despite the numbers here, I think over a longer period of time, it's close enough, that chance of Fernandes having penalties with Ronaldo mm. maybe not playing is probably what would push me to him. Yeah. And then the last one I'd love to point out just before Andy jumps in is someone who isn't on this list, which is Amanda Brogia, who mm. I do have and mm. expect to do okay. His numbers over the season, I think he's got about 0. 0.5 XGI per 90, She's mm. basically the best at Southampton, but doesn't appear on this list, which is interesting. Mm. I will have him, but maybe he's not in form, if you
1: like. Um, So just for anti someone in the live chat, Charlie, just said, why is Raheem, his name Raheem, next to Sterling in brackets? I don't know why that is. Uh, there's, are, there I mean, others, I don't... are there lots of Sterlings? There's,
3: uh, I mean, Dijon Sterling, but I don't know if he's in the Premier League anymore. There's a a, a few, but I don't know where they are.
1: I think, yes, I think the reason is because I believe he might be the only one who has another Sterling somewhere, maybe. Anyway, sorry, Andy, what do you think?
2: Yeah, Yeah, uh, I am all over Mahrez. I think Mahrez is his... Per 90 stats are just ridiculous. And obviously his problem has always been game time. So if you've got somebody that you think is going to start definitely in one week uh, and Amares uh, is perfect for a free hit is literally the free hit player. Isn't he? Um, I love. Uh, I've got Sancho in my team at the moment. And that is actually to do a little bit more with money than anything else. I think I'd probably go with Bruno out of fear, but I love what I'm seeing out of Sancho at the moment. Mm. I, I, he's really starting to kind of get that bit of confidence and, I mentioned this on my stream I did with Luke last night saying that um, he's so different to the other wingers we've got. He's always looking for that pass. He'll get to the box and he'll look for that pass back and that cut back. And all our other wingers, obviously, they're they're kind of inside forwards and they, they cut in and want to shoot. The only problem I've got is that Sancho loves doing that. And of course, when he cuts back, who is he cutting back to? and it's Bruno that's usually going to be there isn't it so mm. if he does manage to get round behind the back and, and cut it back then it's Bruno he's kind of supplying for um, is, he, is he you is he your Manchester United fan is he nailed on I mean yeah yeah I think so now with with everything that's happened I think um, he's the only player that can really play there now uh, Rashford is in and out um, obviously Greenwood is a wall at the moment um, and Alanga is, is an impact sub that's trying to get a few and see how he's getting on but um, I think Sancho's completely nailed now. I, I would be very, very surprised if he doesn't play pretty much every game until the end of the season now, because they they want to start getting it and their money's worth out of him. I'm really excited to own somebody like Sancho. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he's perfect on a free hit like this. Uh, but I think if you're not on free hit, I think Bruno's the way to go, because you will be happy owning him. The The only thing I will say is, if you're not on a free hit, United's run for the next six, seven weeks mm. is horrendous. Yes. Like literally, we've got so many games and tough games as well. Yeah. I, I would be very surprised if we're hitting full form mm. in any of those fixtures coming up. Um, so it's, I, I think on a free hit, they're perfect because obviously we've got Watford. But I, if you are not on a free hit and you're looking to get them in just for this week, I would probably look elsewhere personally. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the issue I have with Fernandes is that he's already in my team. He's already got me back. To, he's already been a brilliant... Captain in the double game, he's always got me points this week. There is simply no way I can get rid of him um, because at the moment, all the players I'm getting rid of on my free hit, I don't mind losing. I, I don't, yeah, they might do well, but you know, on paper, they probably won't. But if I remove Fernandez and then he does well, then that's just a, especially if it's a double digit haul, that's a big dent in the effectiveness of my free hit to me, anyway. So it feels is, like to
2: is he the one going for Son, by the way?
1: He is going to go for Son in 28. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That that, that that was another factor within it. So an, another factor why I'm personally considering free hitting is because we can't play Salah. We can't play Alexander-Arnold. We can't play some of those Arsenal players. Um, we can't play the likes of Robertson, um or indeed Mane, if there's a few people with him. Anyway, these are a lot of expensive players, so we're ne- we're not going to have that opportunity again where we can just suddenly use the salary cash for something else, and then get him back in again. Um, so that that's another another factor there. But um, the issue I have is uh, Fernandez is a pretty much a lock for me, um, but I, I can't get to Sterling with my setup, and we'll come to that a bit later, um, unless I get rid of Fernandez. Um so for whilst Mares is, is is definite for me, Cancelo already in my team, definite. Um the other option, it's it's actually a shootout between Sancho and Foden. That's just the way my budget is, the way the team I've got. So that's essentially what I'm looking at now, Foden v. Sancho, and I might go into this game week with just two Man City and double Manchester United midfield. And that's not to be different. It's mainly because I can't afford Sterling.
3: <laughs> so, I think, I mean, yeah. you
1: mentioned different, though. I think there is an interesting point to be made, yeah. or at least I find it interesting.
3: On um, You see people sort of do all these free hit drafts, mm. then they're really similar. And then there's that urge to differentiate, to be different mm. for, for different sake.
0: Yeah.
3: I think that could be a faulty impulse. Yes, so, definitely. you know, if you're free hitting, you're already differentiating from the vast majority of the game because well, everyone's going to free hit. And of course, in the top 10K, top 20K, whatever it is, or in your mini league, maybe the free hit is the popular strategy. But then you should just put together the team you think is best. And if we all come to a similar conclusion, because like options are really limited, it's one week, there's only a certain number of good fixtures, and we all have the same tools available to us, we are gonna come to similar conclusions. So differentiating can provide you with an advantage. Mm. If you think say points are so close, then you maybe look at a lower owned player, or in a week like this, maybe look at someone who has, you know, a good mean and a really high standard deviation so they can explode. But I would only do that if you think it's close enough already. I wouldn't do it for differentiation's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, I think it's set up on, on Twitter, put something good together on his optimization tool which is, you know, whether you want to go for like the expected gain or minimising mm. loss or whatever. And you want to start basically with the mean and then look at if you can gain an edge, but yeah. only if you think it's an edge, not
1: just a, oh, that's different, I'll mm. I'll try it. Exactly, exactly. The, well, we've seen it this week as well. Was it nearly seven out of ten teams triple captain? Uh, so they used the triple captain and and used it on Salah. So all of those. It, whilst it looked on Friday night that everyone was wildcarding guarding, it was actually a tiny pr- a proportion of FPR managers who were doing that. And also, uh, you know, nevertheless, uh, you know, a higher proportion amongst very very engaged managers near the top. But but still not anywhere near what what people yeah. think. Um, and yeah, I mean, my um, the um, any free hit team, and they all look the same. And I've seen lots of. He jokes about it all but the point is is yes they all look the same but that is such a small percentage of fpl managers it's a it's a twitter bubble that's convinced itself that there's a template but it's just that specific template um but I, thought, I mean I'm oh, sorry please i was just gonna say unfortunately my version of that template i think i might have to go without sterling and that's a regret. <laughs> I mean most of this comes is going to come down to funds right like people are looking at should i
3: get sterling or foden mm. just because funds as much of a muchness really assume they all start you just pick two city mids you pick cancella yeah. when you hope for the best right yeah. i don't think we're going to be able to make too much of a call on a single you know even if some, one of them had a massive xgi and the other didn't it's one week we know how xgi yeah. works in one match yeah. samples it basically doesn't mm. so you're just putting you know you're putting yourself in the best possible position and then you're handing it over to luck which football is lots of I think we talk about effective ownership and things like that an awful lot in the fL community, and it's valuable, but because we talk about it so much, we probably overvalue it. Mm. What's more important is identifying who we think is has the best chance of scoring the most points. If we then think that is tight or we have a big difference to make up on someone, that's when we should then look at ownership because mm. all it does is effectively multiply your expected gain yeah. or loss by you know the difference in ownership. It doesn't change what's going to happen
1: if your player scores fewer, yeah. I mean, for example, if you own Salah and Mane this week, you captain Salah, Mane is going to get you a bigger price rise, Um, sorry, not price rise, going to give you a bigger rank rise with his goal compared to Salah's goal because of Salah's ownership, Um, even if you have captained him. But whereas Mane, is just so, so lowly owned. Yeah, you can get a bigger rank gain there, what- but... I think the thing on that as well,
3: which I think I saw someone make this Mm. point earlier and obviously this doesn't work this way, but say we had like just one person teams. Mm. If everyone picks Salah and I pick Mane and they score the same number of points, it doesn't matter Then I only picked Mane because they scored the same number of points. We all ended up with the same number of points. It only matters if there's a difference in points. And obviously, of course, that's what we're trying to do. Mm. But the example there being, well, don't pick a player just because they're differential. You need to also
4: genuinely believe they have a chance of doing better and then the differential will come off. It'll be multitudes better. Hi, everyone. Just taking a break here to mention this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's a better H-E-L-P. We know that everything that's going on in the world is putting a strain on all of us and reaching out to speak to someone is a good idea uh, if you are struggling. BetterHelp is an app that can help improve your mental health and you can match with your own licensed professional therapist within 48 hours. It provides a secure online platform for professional therapy who have a broad range of experience. And this might not always be available locally to you. Uh, it lets you do this from your own home, through video or phone sessions, at times that suit you. You can even log into the app and send a message to your therapist 24-7 who will reply with a timely and thoughtful response. Note that it's also more affordable uh, than traditional offline therapy, and there is financial aid available to you too. Uh, if you don't get on with your therapist, you can change therapists for free. Note that this is a US app, but there are clients worldwide, over 2 million of them, uh, but do bear in mind of the time differences if you do decide to sign up, uh, you can visit the website, which is BetterHelp, betterhelp.com. Uh, you can check out the reviews, betterhelp.com forward slash reviews. Uh, there's people who said that they love it because they hate going uh, places and they don't feel comfortable um, doing so, but they they've you know felt really good doing it through BetterHelp. Uh, other people have said that they're quick to respond to their messages, kind and understanding, and they feel comfortable opening up um, over the app without a fear of being judged. So, if you like the sound of that, you can get 10% off your first month. Just go to betterhelp.com better, uh, forward slash scouts. That gets you 10% off your first month, and you can join all the people uh, that are using the app.
1: Um, I've got another table here. Um, now, this is best because par- partly selfish because I'm thinking City United. Which do I go for? This is the conundrum I've got. But other people might be thinking that as well. And as Seb pointed out, um, United's fixtures drop off a bit of a cliff after after this game week. Um, so um, there's that to consider long term as well. Um, just like I think not just for Christmas. Out, to be fair. Um, so <laughs> what I've got this table here. This is Best City United, and I've thrown in the best Southampton midfielder because if you want to be a little bit more different, and or you've got a space in midfield. Um, to go for um, so what we've got here is just comparing those three teams and I've just thrown in Ward Prowse just to see where he stacks up um, he's got a higher expected goal involvement than De Bruyne so if there's people on a free hit or whatever with non-free hit and they, they're going oh De Bruyne I fancy De Bruyne well Ward Prowse might better get you more points and certainly he's better value at 6.5 if you think he's going to get even the same points uh, De Bruyne is 12 million and Warprouse is 6.5. So he's a good option there. Sterling's still there at top and Mahrez. So Sterling and Mahrez are the, are the ones really if we think they're going to play and then Sancho and Foden are the almost Rams and that's not helping my decision. Um, Sancho's a little bit more expensive um, and he's got a little bit better expected goal involvement but they're pretty much for muchness and then there's Fernandez and Gundogan. So if we think Gundogan's going to start he could be an intriguing player to have but a, as Seth pointed out, you know, if you are free-hitting and you're getting lots of these good players in, there's no real need to be massively different from something that's already really different. Um, but, um, Andy, what do you think? Because I, I seem to remember, is, is War Prowse a player that you're considering? Um,
2: yeah, massively. It Massively. If My biggest issue is that I have... I, I, that three up front which is Brozier, Weghorst and Kane that I've got on free hit, are, are pretty much locked and then the problem is I've only got four in the middle yeah. so two of those are City one of those is, is a, a United mid and then I've got um, Son, Son is my other one now if I was playing five in the middle and I ditched one of those strikers the fifth one would be Warprouse because I, in, this, in this fixture as well like you look at Norwich they're playing against Norwich at home Norwich are still leaking goals Southampton are very much in form at the moment and they're also very efficient Southampton at the moment. I do really like the way they're playing. And I just look at it and think, Ward wasn't involved in any goals last week and they beat Everton 2-0. And I'm just looking at it and thinking, he can't, he, he, he's so involved in everything they do. And obviously he's got all the set pieces. And I'm just looking at it and thinking, he is the player that I would really want just for that one week. This this could be that week where he gets his two free-kick goals like he did last year. And I just look at it and think, I, I do really like the look of him. Mm. Um It's just trying to fit him in because the problem is he's my fifth or sixth favourite mid this week. He's not in my top four because I want those two city mids. I want Son and I want uh, a United mid as well. And he just falls that little bit short. I very much doubt I will go in with him this week just because I can't see myself moving away from those three up front. I mean, as he looks, if... Because we're going to know before
1: game week 28. So we're looking ahead a bit. We're going to know the game week 30 fixtures before the game week 28 deadline. So if Southampton against Burnley is on, <laughs> um, and if we think that that's going to be on, then Wurlperhouse could be quite a good player to get in now, even. Um, yeah. g- g- given that he's got a double, given he's got good fixtures, and he, there's a strong possibility he could have a game in game week 30.
2: He's such a weird player, Wolf Rouse. <laughs> he's one of those players where you can look at him at the end of the year and he's ticked along and he's got however many points and you think, actually, he was a really good asset all year, but he's just not, he's not explosive because he's not one of those, he's not the one who's inside forwards, he's not a winger, he's not somebody that's going to get in the box all the time. He is just that that playmaker, he's that quarterback in the team and it's so hard to go with him. And, and I think once you own him, you're not actually that happy with the kind of drip feeding of points. You want those explosive midfielders. And Mm. yes, he's only 6.5 million. So actually he could be, you look at it and value wise, he's one of the best players in the game by the end of the season. But when you actually do own him, and I owned him at times last year, you're never that happy with him. And it sounds wrong because he does drip feed those points, but that's just how it is.
1: I I think for his price there, he's up against the likes of Rafinha there so seb as a leeds fan um what, what's up with with him he's obviously a good player but he's not been playing um and that's um is it contract issues is he on the naughty step Yeah, so i mean i'll be
3: honest as i've been away from fbl i've been away from all football for a little while for for reasons um so i'm probably only as in as many other people i'm afraid um but from from what i can gather he was obviously taken off not this weekend the weekend before at half time which originally was reported as injury rather than say tactical or anything we know you know Bielsa's taken Phillips off at time before because it wasn't working um so maybe it's a bit of both I probably expected him to start this weekend uh he didn't and then obviously the contract things have come out where he hasn't signed yet and whatnot but I wonder if I think oh it might be new Andy sorry to, sorry to do that but when you said sorry. I you know you're joking but like was it like, oh, is this the last time we see Rafina and a lead shirt? Like, yeah. shirt? Obviously, obviously having a bit of fun. But I think if that were true, we don't see him on the bench. Like Bielsa, like we, we know Bielsa, right? He has no trouble with just going, that's cool. You'll just never play for our club again. And he doesn't even mean it nastily. He just, you know, like every manager says, they want players who want to play. But he genuinely means it. He would leave out his best player if they, you know, asked and made it clear. Look at Samu Saez a couple of years ago, who probably was one of our best players. He was homesick, wanted to go back to Spain. Uh, We actually agreed to sell him even before the January window opened and he sat out for the last couple of matches before Christmas. I think he actually flew back to Spain. We could have used him, but we didn't because Bielsa's not about that. And I think it's the same with Fina. If he actually was really in trouble, he wouldn't be anywhere near our team. Mm. So sure, there might be something up there. Bielsa says it was tactical at the time. We thought it was injury. He came on and looked good enough. I would expect him to start next week, but maybe we're just going to learn a bit more as this goes. It's probably not solid behind the scenes, right? He probably wants a contract because he gets a pay rise and a release clause, of course. Yeah. And we're just negotiating that, and agents and people are pushing narratives to try and get what they want.
1: Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I just wonder what tactics leaving the best player out is. But um Bielsa, you know, is
2: obviously more knowledgeable. I mean, I mean,
3: it worked. We won 2-2, right? Yeah, So one.
2: <laughs> God, there's so much wrong with what you just said. <laughs>
1: well yeah i mean i i remember i remember the days when leeds used to rock up the with stadium with michael ricketts and lose so um it was Ooh. no surprise <laughs> oh mate yeah we've come so far <laughs> well maybe <laughs> but yeah Well, <laughs> um, <okay. laughs> yeah you've got yeah
3: anyway you know what you know you know what you know what man <laughs> united fans i don't think there are any here tonight but you know man united fans like if you're going to measure yourself against how you do against a team that might get relegated, that says more about you than it does about us.
1: Here we go. This is it. All the, all the beef is coming out across the Pennines, um, even though neither of you live anywhere near Yeah, there. I mean, yeah, because
3: I sound very Yorkshire and we've got the, the Lancashire Andy over here. And of course, Andy with that authentic
1: uh, Gallagher-esque Mancunian accent. Yeah. By, oh, yes, via Yeovil but that's traditional you know all Manchester United fans um, should have an accent there's nothing to do with Manchester um, let's move <laughs> on to attacking defenders um, because we're talking about midfielders uh, we've talked about uh, the likes of Brogia as well but um, people might be looking at some defenders to bring in um, possibly they're playing So they're playing um, uh, a uh, not only this week but they've got really good fixtures to come so I have stripped out you know the likes of Alexander Arnold we know what they're about we know they're good um, so these are the players with you know in theory a, a, a game and they could be long-term options Reggion is top still um, out with Covid so if he comes back he could still be an option I just moved in my team and I don't care <laughs> about him anymore um, but that's just me um Libramento is second in terms of expected goal involvement, last four matches. Um, then Walker Peters at uh, Southampton. So these double Southampton defenders are the most attacking for this week if you wanted to get in um, get in um, a, an attacking defender who isn't Reggie on. Then you've got Coleman at Everton, who's a bit of a resurgence. Um, Adam Webster, um, it, perhaps it's, it's tricky with Brighton at the moment. They've, um, they've got a number of defenders. Um, and he can be left out uh, at any, any moment Cancelo we know about him is next there the Mings uh, Doherty at Tottenham and then Shaw and Ake so there's some some intriguing um, differentials there but it's Livermento and Walker-Peters I think uh, uh, you know have got the most value coming up the next few
2: weeks Um, uh, are, they,
1: are they in your thoughts beyond game week 27?
2: Uh, of for for me uh, no personally uh livermento is obviously tempted because he's so cheap as well but i, I just feel like with is it perot perude whatever his name is I, I feel like he's sharing minutes with livermento a little bit walker peters is probably the one going under the radar but then yeah. he is 4.8 million yeah. um for this week I, I love the idea of only one of them for this yeah. week but moving forward probably not just because uh, like I said, there's there's other players that I, I would like, but that that's probably maybe a little bit short sighted for me, I'm not sure. Um Seb you you're, you're you've wildcarded with no Cancelo.
1: So yes. would I mean he's he's I mean the eye test is obvious with he's good and he's got the stats. So are you tempted to get him back soon? Oh yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I mean I regret not getting him from the first week. I think we mentioned that ages ago. And he's been brilliant, oh yeah, as he was most of last season, I think. Mm. Um, but I think for this period, he isn't going to return more points than, well, he did than Robertson, but we don't speak about that just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think really the choice was probably say him or like Tierney yeah. and I back Kieran Tierney over the next few weeks okay. and then, yeah, I'll move back to Cancelo. Maybe it's a Robo that goes back to okay. Cancelo or something. The one I'm happy you mentioned earlier to maybe sit without is Bowen. I think he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I think he has been mm-hmm. brilliant, but just the fixtures and the other options in midfield I mean I'm happy to go without him Cancelo is the one that I will go back to at some point
1: Okay. Um, so I've got some more tables Uh, most attacking teams uh, uh, last week when we did this um, I sort of tongue-in-cheek had a pop at Manchester United's attack and then they revealed to be the second most attacking team so uh, uh, a few fixtures have passed let's see where they are now and where the other teams are well they're still the second most attacking teams Manchester City um, as you would expect, uh, our top of the expected goals. And then Manchester United just above Liverpool. Uh, this is last four matches. And then we got Southampton. So we can see the resurgence with Southampton and why Brogia is on our shopping list. Uh, Arsenal, this is why Wildcarders have got loads of Arsenal players. Uh, I've got uh, Arsenal players as well. Um, they're looking very good from attacking point of view. Um, and then, uh, as you would expect down the bottom, Norwich. Um, West Ham. So it's showing that they're apart from Bowen there's not much there but Burnley's a bit of a worry isn't he so we're all thinking about Veghorst and what do we think about Burnley considering their expected goals is well pants really
3: it <laughs> sounds like sounds like I was right should have avoided them Weghorst got yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, th- I, I think as well like you, you do have to think about the opposition and Burnley obviously have Leicester. Leicester cannot defend at all and set pieces in particular they cannot defend so hence why a lot of us are, were trying to aim for getting someone like Tarkovsky in, but obviously he's got Covid I think hasn't mm. he? So he, that's why he's out. Um, but you look at it and think well Veghorse is that massive guy up front and who are they going to be aiming at with uh, with set pieces and it's probably going to be him isn't it? So mm. I think that's why we're probably looking at that even though their XG is so low but um yeah, it's one of those things. Is this going to be Watford mark too? Is this going to be the one where we, we you know, get King and Dennis in our teams and all of a sudden we remember that they're absolutely terrible. Wow. Um, but nine points they're, says they're... otherwise for Dennis. Well, why, huh, why, yeah, nine <laughs> points. What's that? Eleven points in the last six weeks now. So that's not bad for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's one week. <laughs> um,
1: but, um,
2: yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Seb thinks. Yeah, Seb, what do um, you
1: think? I mean, you, you were perhaps right about Burnley
3: well clearly not because they scored points but I think I mean Andy covered that right you can look at you know sort of their their numbers here and go oh they the rubbish but there's also the opportunity which is the fixtures they play twice a couple of the defenses aren't the best so you have to take both those things together a bit like you know looking at last four matches itself it's useful but I think only to up to a point because for example Man United just played us you would expect them to be near the top or at least the top half after just paying Leeds because everyone is so I think it's important to sure, look at this, but also combine it with some longer term numbers as well. And as Andy rightly said, you know, the fixtures are the opportunity coming up to get a full picture of what you might want to do.
1: Mm-hmm. I think uh, Wolves are interesting with, uh, so with Jimenez and I mean as a, as a veteran Jimenez owner, um, he gets between four and six points a match. Um, but it's, the thing is, it's quite good. If he's a, if he's a long-term pick, that's absolutely fine. Um, but if anyone's thinking about getting Jimenez in for like one one match, one double coming up, then he, he, it's possibly not, not going to be some solid explosive returns. And, and, and we can see here in this table, so Wolves, for the benefit of those listening on the podcast, Wolves have scored six goals in the last four matches, but their expected goals um, is well under four. Um, whereas you look at say Man City expected to score nine, more than nine scored nine. Manchester United eight expected goals around eight. Liverpool similar. Southampton similar. So they, these are sort of on, on par for what they what they're doing. They're expected to score a certain amount and are. But yes, yeah, Wolves there are sort of drastically overperforming by the looks of it, it there so um defensively
3: as well arguably yeah. i think like we know people can overperform in the in the short term absolutely no problem with that um especially with a great goalkeeper but i think off the top of my head there's something like eighth ninth or mm. something for expected against in the league like they're yeah. something like th- 30 odd but they've conceded 18. yeah that's a crazy difference yeah. and i would argue it basically isn't sustainable no. that doesn't mean that right now you can't go okay cool i'll have some of that there's a time limit on it you know we've seen it before with brighton maybe a bit in reverse we've seen teams i mean arguably even liverpool very different degree but when they were amazing they were amazing both in underlying numbers but also how Mm. far they overperformed them and that's great you know it's because they were finishing brilliantly playing brilliantly but at some point that catches up with you and i think it will with wolves at some point unless they improve of course so something to keep in mind but who knows when that's going to happen? You know, I'm not going to say they're suddenly going to concede yeah. twelve goals tomorrow to make up for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind a Wolves defender. Conor Cody's still my biggest regret. that I got him in and then got rid of him for Christmas, and he's done ever so well since. But um, there is sort of a light. Uh, I'd like to get a Wolves defender in, but I'm not like I am about say Son. Um, I'm not like desperate to get a Wolves defender in. I think uh, so I mean, S- I think a lot of that that variants you're talking about there so it's probably Saar isn't it he's just such a good goalkeeper yeah off the top of my head he's well up there
3: for the goalkeeping numbers which obviously makes sense when we watch it right and I know Andy's had Saar for or did have SAR for a large part of the season which was a
1: great decision so maybe he can share what he saw there um, Andy before we move on to um, the weakest defences table um, have you got anything more to say about the attacks or do you think we've covered it all
2: no no I think I think we've kind of covered it okay. all
1: really right this is um, the whipping boys last four matches um, picture <laughs> Dean Smith looking so angry um, we, we put this up on the captaincy um, a video earlier today I did with Tom um, this is the worst defences last four Norwich are the worst <laughs> so Southampton are against Norwich so that's another tick for Brogier, um another another tick for ward um their Leeds as well another team to target Although you know, perhaps have been marginally unlucky, really. So, you know, the goals conceded is eleven, um, but the expected goals conceded is, is just under eight. There, so um, could be argued they've been marginally unlucky to concede so many. But nevertheless, they're they're right up there in terms of expected goals conceded. Same same with Tottenham. I mean, Tottenham's fixtures there, and but also, I mean, they just played Man City, but also. Um, uh, I I don't think we're really interested in, in Spurs defense. Uh, I, I mean the eye the eye test, the results, this table here. Um, there's there's nothing about Spurs defense that I'm particularly interested in. Um, Over the season, they're decent, I think. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. off the top of my head, so maybe have a look at the fixtures. But I ha- I had Davies for a while, did nothing yeah. for me, but I don't hate it.
1: No, I mean they're okay to have, but they're, I'm not expecting massive returns compared to some of these other options, like you know Alexander Arnold, or Cancelo, etc. Um, and then um, Chelsea, are the best defense. Then Newcastle. Uh, so once again, praise for Debravka. Um, they've got Newcastle got a double double coming up, and I wonder if the big takeaway from this scoutcast at the end of it will be lots of people. And I say lots, but lots of viewers uh, and listeners thinking, oh, do you know, I might get Debravka in. Um, so you never know.
2: Uh, you know what I'm going to mention though, don't you, Joe? Yeah. The what? answer to your question is in this table, isn't it? Everton, fourth worst defence. Watford in the top half of defences at the moment. Two clean sheets. Mm. They are tightening up so much. Yeah. Who would you fancy? Man United to score against them or City okay. to score against Everton? Well, that's a really
1: good point. That's a really good point. And considering literally my last decision, I think it's going to be Foden v. Sancho. I think Foden Ooh. might have might have the edge here I mean Sancho is a player I prefer I believe him to be more nailed on in yeah. terms of but then again Foden I don't think I think Luke was saying on FPL Wire this week Luke has been pre- very good at predicting their lineups um, Foden apart from being injured or on the naughty step has not been dropped yet so if he's available um, and also the the um, uh, the incidents that happened last weekend at boxing was didn't look like he was in any way the aggressor, and I, I believe he was defending his mum. Um, so I'm not sure Pep will have <laughs> can, can argue with that, really. <laughs> Someone defending their mum,
2: it's it's interesting. Like, obviously, looking at the last four, and you've got to think about who they actually played in those last four, but um. I saw something the other day that said um, how Ranieri in his nine games in charge played all of the top six. And obviously Hodgson has come in has had much easier fixtures yeah. and is now tightening them up, apparently. But it's you look at it and think, well, yeah, he obviously has the easier fixtures, but he is tightening them up a little bit. So yeah. it's going to be interesting because obviously Man United are kind of starting the per attacking-wise, I'm yeah. not sure. But um, it'd be interesting to see what people go with because, I it, yeah, it, it kind of lends itself to having that five in the middle is free hit doesn't it and having two united two two yeah. city and maybe on as well but i've
3: read something interesting a while ago on like the new manager bounce and it, it did show that there was an effect from new managers coming in and it was a thing but nowhere near to the degree that to, 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 to the degree that people expected mm. firstly because you know it's a it's a bit of a narrative and it doesn't always prove out but also as you've kind of just said there andy Managers don't get sacked after easy runs of fixtures. They get sacked yeah. after hard runs of fixtures because you tend to lose those. And if you've yeah. just had a hard run, you're more likely to have an easy run. So a new manager bounce is often just a fixture shift that was yeah. happening anyway. And it's really yeah. interesting to sort of look at that when it happens. And of course, from an FPL sense, right? We can just look at fixtures, but I think it's a really interesting thing to look into. And there's like a natural cadence throughout a season as well. If you look at, um, you know, those like sort of XG and uh, XG mm-hmm. against. Uh, graphs plotted against say actual goals or actual uh, goals against and points and you can just see it fluctuate over the season even when you remove fixtures and it just shows how teams you know go through rhythm and go through form yeah. to use that word and of course that is dictated by fixtures as well
1: yeah definitely um, yeah so uh, I think I think what this is uh, I mean it definitely I'm looking at Watford v Everton there City v Manchester United as the attackers and yeah does point towards backing City over over United so heavily, given the fixture here. Um, I've got another one more table, one more table, the goals <laughs> imminent table, and um, this shows that Cristiano Ronaldo is top. I hate it when a Manchester United forward's top of here, like a, Ibrahimovic almost broke my table a few years back because he just <laughs> refused to stubbornly score for about twelve matches. And uh, despite looking great stats wise and indeed as a player, um, but Cristiano is top, he's had 12 goal attempts, four big chances. He's missed them all. And um, yeah, and I believe, uh, looking at um, looking at my other table here for that goals one. So he's got one goal um, and all of those missed chances and all those goal attempts. Madison. Um, so he's a player I'm interested in getting at some point. It may be a wild card. But um, yeah, he's had 11 goal attempts there. Um, Five shots in the box, no goals. Um, Foden is there, so he's due. So this is another tick for Foden over Sancho for me. Um, And it may be for those who can't afford Sterling. Um, Foden could be a good option as well. Cancelo is there. Borussia is due. His goal is imminent. Um, Tyler Roberts at Leeds. and Clitch at, uh, at Leeds. So yeah, you shake your heads there, Seb. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Tyler Roberts, what's what's he doing there? <laughs>
3: um, I mean, I would argue don't get Tyler Roberts. Yeah. Um, even if you had oh. space in your team, which you probably don't.
1: Ten goal uh, attempts
3: last four. <laughs> He's
2: awesome. Uh, cool.
3: Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess like that's a nice example of like this table is yeah. good for. It's good for confluence. Yeah. But it shouldn't be used on its own. So, yes. for example, a Tyler Roberts or whoever. <laughs> who, despite appearing on this table, we know it either won't continue or it's just never going to happen. Whereas like, I don't know, Abrogera, Cancelo, Foden, people we know who have a history of eventually Mm -hmm. moving off this table in a positive fashion or who have the fixtures or the numbers to back it up, it's probably used alongside another piece of data as opposed to just pointing out Tyler Roberts. Yeah, definitely. Um, He'll score now. He'll score now. No, that's fine. fine. Looking at Pedigree,
1: (laughs) yeah, I look at the likes of Foden on here. Foden, very... If he ever appears on this table, he goes off quickly because he's he a score. Um, yeah. Similar with Madison, and similar with Ronaldo, really, uh, is that they shouldn't be on this table for too long. Um, and also their stats are, are usually consistently good. Bro- Brozier's very rarely on this table as well because he scores. Um, uh, and Cancelo is on this table every now and again. Because, he, he, you know, we can't expect a defender score every week, um, but he's always got great stats. But yeah, OK. So, yeah, I won't be getting um, tired
2: of Robertson now. Just just before we move off it, Ronaldo is the hardest of cells. It, it, like, literally, mm. you should be selling him so quickly. I know he's got Watford this week, but mm. like with the run that we've got coming up, he's going to be in and out of the team. The team is now starting to get more focused on Bruno Fernandes again, which is exactly what we should be doing there's just so many reasons to get rid of him at the moment. So if you're still holding on to him, yes, yes, probably keep him for Watford. But after that, you've got to be using him as a cash cow and spreading that, those funds around, I would say.
1: Segway fans. That was one of the most beautiful segways into the community team. Let's have a look here. So this is Alex's team that we're we're managing That's why you pay me the big bucks, Joe. Which has got Ronaldo (laughs) in it. it Um, so, (laughs) So the community team. Now I totally panicked last Friday um, I was going to go absolutely mad on Arsenal players with this um, and I was possibly going to get another Liverpool player in and then it just completely threw me because I was going to free hit it in 27 but then I looked at it and realised that I think I can I can save a transfer here and go into 27 <laughs> with a couple of free transfers maybe a hit and, and use this so um, at the moment this is what we're looking at here we, we we triple captain salah by the way um so we're we're looking good um uh, uh I, can't, I can't see what what exact score it was but yeah he's doing he's doing okay so far um but the team we've got at the moment it's got ronaldo in it so it's foster ben davis Cancelo, dallo target trossard douglas louise bowen dennis king ronaldo Alexander Arnold, Salah, and Saka. I got Saka in for Jota. I, I did do that move. Um, so I've got those three on the bench with and Ramsdale as well there. So we've got three transfers here, um, and we could. I think we can make this quite good with three transfers. Three transfers. Yeah, because we've got two free transfers, and then we can take a hit. So we do three oh, transfers. Okay. So it's a miniest of wild wildcards. Miniest. Um, so I was looking at um, a Ronaldo. Douglas Louise and King out for Brozier, Son and v- yeah so, Yeah, Brosia, Son and Veghurst, and I can do that. We've got the money for that. And that I think would set us up for twenty eight to twenty nine too as a good good start. What do you think? Is that too finickety?
0: No,
2: it's not too bad. Mm. I I think I think Brozier's dead set. Yeah. The only, the only issue I've got is what we're going to do in game week thirty because you're bringing in three players there that aren't playing.
1: Ah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, could, so be. I, could and, and, be. and if and it and Veghoss could be. And we've got two free hits. Okay, if you have got two free, I mean. So if it's, if game week thirty is looking absolutely diabolical, as in we've only got like one player or something, could use we've it used there? our wildcard, haven't we? No. No. Use anything this is the beauty of this team we can use whatever
2: we <laughs> it's the beauty of it but i don't know you Look can tell it. nothing it's been used on it i i because I, I recommended wildcarding last week didn't i yeah um, i'll be, on, I'll be honest there's literally like...
1: no way on a friday night i could the, have wildcarded this team <laughs> the
2: thing want. i the thing i worry about with this team is i don't think it's very well set up up to game week 30 i, no. I don't see a lot of upside of this team mm-hmm. um I think it's going to be floundering a little bit. And then it's going to get to game week 13. You're going to be so far behind. You're going to be like, oh, why didn't we do it? And I. So wild card I in 28,
1: would, perhaps?
2: I would either. Yeah, I would, I would potentially wild card in 28. Can we free hit this? And then that's I know, that's, I I know, I know that's burning a transfer, but
3: that doesn't matter if it's the better decision. Yeah. Because even with two transfers or three transfers, I think we get six players that I would want on a free hit. And okay. that's being generous. Yeah. So while we have a team, it's not the team you want. Okay. I wonder if we free hit, get eleven players we want, okay. then wild card. So you're set up in the way Andy is suggesting. Mm-hmm. Still have one free hit left as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could even you could even free hit in th- knowing you're going to free hit in thirty, and just build around thirty if you wanted to. Yeah. But I I, I personally think I think this team is going to limp to game week thirty, mm. and then we'll free hit and waste a transfer then as well. And then you're going to be looking at game week 31 to wildcard then. I just think you're going to waste four weeks, personally. Okay. So you um, think we should be
1: start to use some chips, start attacking this then? I think so, yeah. Okay. Personally,
2: okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I think we should have wildcarded last week, but I'm not going to get into it. Uh, again, yeah,
1: I'm I know. I'm, um, part of me agrees with you, but I literally could, I couldn't I <laughs> could even get my own team around yeah. head around my own <laughs> team, fine. let alone someone else's team. Um, especially with this team here, where, you know, so many... There's so many options, so many chips. So I think we'll discuss this later uh, in a bit more detail uh, on, on our Twitter chat about this. Um, but um, yeah, I'm I'm completely open to that. But if we did free hit, um, I don't think I'm I'll be doing it because I'm off work Thursday and Friday. So I might hand the reins over to you two. Ooh.
3: Oh, don't worry, we can forget about it. It's
1: fine. <laughs> so please do something with it. <laughs> So it's very unlikely I won't be around to actually um, free hit. So I will. I will hand over to both of you two, if you are minded to free hit this, and please do. Yeah, all
2: Um, good. Yeah, Um, Tyler Roberts will be in there. Don't you worry. Yeah,
3: yeah. I
1: mean, legit. (laughs) I might, I might better free hit it on Wednesday. But I'm realising that we're actually still on air. We're just chatting away, and (laughs) people are just uh, probably a bit bored uh, by this. Um, So we're going to move on. Um, Let's have a look at our bus teams. Um, that we've got. So this is our team reveals. We're all free hitting, but don't let that put you off if you're not free hitting, but just you know good opportunity to have a look at our teams and, and what we're gonna do. So we'll get you Seb first. Um, sure. so if you want to run through your team and um your team value must be really high to get Sterling and Mares and Son and Fernandez. But anyway I'm revealing it ahead of you so <laughs> reveal away yeah, my team
3: my team value is okay before the wild card it was 106 ish it's now like 104 something because obviously i spent those funds that i built up and i'm going to get 50 of them um which has certainly helped but i mean realistically for this wild card if you can't afford sterling you get Foden. and it's much for muchness um so pope in goal Cancelo, ben me and livermento at the back fernandez son sterling and mares in mm-hmm. midfield captain kane up front vice captain Veghorse, and amandra brogia and the bench is Gun. Gilmore, Amity and Simakas and I hope and expect to use none of them obviously I will be leaning on those predicted city lineups to tweak this but assuming nothing changes there this is what I'll have I think really the only decision then is who do I captain mm. I basically back one of Kane or Son to do more damage against Leeds than Vegor's can in two matches probably I think it's close but I think I'll keep it on the Spurs player and then my bench is cheap because you know I like cheap benches and I don't intend to use it and if I mm. really have to Gilmore will come on for two points or something.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, looking at, I mean, you're not going to get, you're not going to go Simacast deep in this one. Um, he wouldn't play anyway. <laughs> but um... I mean, like, even yeah, even right. if you even if you did, I think the probabilities
3: here favour just putting your money in the eleven. It's a one week thing. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely tell your team to the most nailed players you like. Unlike the whole of the season, it really isn't the time to have money on the bench because you should be picking players that you're 99% certain are turning up. Yeah,
2: yeah, and games games don't get postponed, do they? So you'd be absolutely fine.
1: Yeah marty and then forevermore you'll be known as the man that free hit to play a marty yeah. <laughs> you wait till he scores uh, well you know um, um yeah you got Gun as, as pope's backup but pope is going to play if you're playing pope he's going to he may miss one or you know knows? i mean for whatever reason but the, uh, the only reason i went
3: gun is i've got like 0.1 in the bank yeah. and i was like Obviously what I've just said, I'm not gonna get pick a non-playing goalkeeper for yeah. no reason. I was like, I'll just get one he's gonna play.
2: Okay. So uh, we wanna uh, Ryan uh, Cameron, by the way. Ryan Cameron in the chat's just put. Never seen a free hit side like this. Yeah. Wait till you see mine. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's the uh, that's the thing.
1: That's 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 the trap people are falling into the game. Oh, everyone's got the same team. Well, I'm gonna be different. Well, you know, this is being different. The team that you've got up on there, because everyone's looking at it on Twitter. The whole world is not looking at the whole eight million people who play this game are not on Twitter. Some of them have dropped out by now, but millions and millions of people—they're not on Twitter. They can't. They're not going to. They're not going to see this. Um, So this is a different looking team, and I'm very envious of that Son, Sterling, Marius, Fernandez quartet in the midfield. I think that is the optimum one. I personally, I'm 1.8 short of that, and so I would have to seriously. Yeah. That's would, nuts. So that's why that's why I've seen a few people with this, and a few other people saying oh, I can't quite get to that, uh, or they they've made a sacrifice somewhere. But yeah. I, with those other players you've got, I simply if I got to that, the sacrifices I would have to make would be quite. It's not just scrimping here and there. It's not you know looking at a Marty or a Simmercast or something. It you know it would be quite. Yeah. I would have to like chop off a cane or something i mean i
3: guess that that's sterling to foden right basically so you can basically get the same team give or take but i think this is a good example of why i know some people like building value over the Mm. season some people don't with early transfers or what have you i'm kind of in the middle like when i have an opportunity to build value i will and it's paid off here the argument against it is that i think people have worked out that a 0.1 price difference is worth something silly like four points over Mm. a season so basically not worth it
0: yeah
3: but we don't work in 0.1 increments, we work in a Sterling down to a phone or something, you know? Mm. So while it might be 0.1 is worth four points, you might be 0.1 short of getting a player where the alternative Mm. is like, you know, a 30 point difference or something. Um, So I do think it's worth it if you can, to build up value for moments like
1: this. Okay, let's have a look at Andy's team. So as you said, um, it's gonna be quite similar, but you know um like the full, always the same always different each of their albums um so can you gun through go through your three four three setup and what its huge differences are from seb's team
2: yes i'd absolutely love to so uh not a lot of differences um and actually i've made a little bit of a difference as i've gone through uh so i've got pope and goal still mm. so oh. I'm now at the moment so i feel like the upside could be there with roberts uh i've got dallo and can Conch- Dello at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Dallo is somebody that could change. Uh, I'm not not over sure on our clean sheets, but I do like the idea of having a wing back for for United. Sure is somebody that's heavily in my mind as well. Uh, and then that midfield: Son, Sterling, maras and I've got Stancho instead of Bruno. And then I've got Kane, broger and Weghorst at the at, up top. I do have a playing bench as well, so I've got livermento Ramsey, and Salisu because I hate the idea of one week going.
1: Oh, you're cutting out big slightly there. on though. a
2: free hit. On a, on, on, oh, sorry. I hate the idea of going big in a game week where we've had stuff. So uh, I do have a playing bench. Um, the one thing I was saying, people that were listening to my stream last night, don't make the same mistake I did. I took Cancelo out in my first draft, of my free hit, and then brought him back in again and had to pay 0.5 million more, even on a free hit. So I've wasted 0.5 million. 5 million of my team wow. value, which is really annoying so uh and i can't get up to bruno now not without no. well not without before but i can't now uh so yeah i can't see this changing uh unless um uh injuries happen midweek or anything like that so
1: i mean you could you could get bruno possibly if you got him in for sterling and Sancho down to say Foden but you don't you prefer Sancho to Sterling because this this is an option I could go with as well so you prefer Sterling and Sancho over Bruno and Foden I do
2: yeah I do I I think Sterling and Maras are the the explosive ones for me they they're the ones that are going to be the difference for me in this week and okay. both of them can you know they, they can get braces hat tricks whatever it is they can get and so they're the ones that were mowed on for me as soon as I hit the free hit button um so yeah i'd rather own those two than a that a you know bruno and a foden personally okay
1: um and um livermento first uh on the bench and darlo you're playing so why um because a lot of people are, are thinking of starting livermento
2: yeah it's i'm i'm torn between the two basically it's whether i trust united to keep a clean sheet more or norwich to keep a clean sheet more and i'm kind of torn between the two at the moment um it's probably going to come down to the wire as to which one i do and maybe as it gets closer to it whether we get any kind of hint as to whether one of them's definitely going to play or not um i like livermento and i like Dallo. as well. it's that opposition we'll see what happens but i think livermento's probably got a bit more upside because of who they're playing so livermento might be the one i start with okay
1: uh, and here's my massively different team Um <laughs> So I've oh, yeah. got <laughs> 3 4 3. Uh, Pope in goal. Cancelo, um, me, Livramento, Son, Sancho, Mares, Fernandez, Kane, Brozier, and course who I'm cap- going to captain. Um, and on my bench, I've got some goalkeeper I've never heard of um, Dallo, uh, Ramsey, and Brandon Williams, because he's 3.9, I think. Um, so um yeah the decisions for me um I'm probably not going to go into this with Sancho and Fernandez as I said for me Fernandez is something of a lock and it's quite personal to me because he's the only player I'm removing that I would care about if they scored so part of the game of FPL is that annoying see this isn't about getting more points or rank or anything it's just that thing cutting out that annoying thing in FPL that heartbreaking moment when the player you've just sold or not not playing uh, or deliberately benched um, suddenly gets you know two or three goals and that's just nothing must frustrating. so that would be a, a for me that would be that would mar the free hit no matter what else happened so for me Fernandez plays and it's so it's it's between Sancho and Foden and I think I'm erring towards Foden that also frees up a million and that million I might upgrade Darlow to Shaw. Um, and possibly even play him over Liveramento. I'm not sure well, so to speak. <laughs> um, but that's the main the main difference there. um If Tarkowski's looking like he's back and fit, I prefer him over me, and I think there's a 0 point three difference uh, this at the moment, I've got nothing in the back. this is 0 point0, so another reason why Sancho's in there is because just in case he went up and I decided I wanted him, he's there. Foden is about a million cheaper. So I can easily go down to Foden um, on this free hit. So, um, yeah, um, decisions to be had there. And uh, as I said, I would love to have Son, Sterling, Mahrez and Fernandez. It's just simply not possible if I want to also have Kane, Veghorst, Borussia, the likes of Cancelo, Pope. I think all of these, I think the sacrifice would be too great in comparison. And Foden Sterling could could score very broadly similar yeah uh, but yeah tough decisions to have um i hope we've given um, everyone um all the viewers and listeners something to think about whether they are free hitting or not so and um, lots of lots of big decisions to be making and um i guess where people are using the free hit is all going to depend on what their chip strategy is going forwards and um, so all a little bit different so it may look like all our teams are the same this week But um, come game 28, they're very different. And we've all got very different amounts and types of chips left. So there's gonna be a lot of divergence there. Um, Before we go, do either of you want to add anything else? No, no, no. No, I don't think so. We've covered everything. That's good. That's a good sign. Thanks so much, Seb. Thanks so much, Andy. Thanks so much, everyone who's joined us in the live chat as well. It's great to see you and thanks so much for your advice. Um, Take care and see you later.